The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies, not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E-Cigars.com or check out the link on the BBB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Play him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherpin, the book, Matt Peralta, the Bostonian, live on YouTube and Twitter, Sports Grid TV on the replay. And we are a little bit late today. A little bit. Because of an important day. Yes. How was the orientation at UNLV, Mr. Sherpin? Happy or, Monday. How are you? Happy Monday to you too, sir. Um, boy, you look swimmingly in uh, black and gold. I didn't really realize. How- Steelers Day. Chris Mack coming on later on. How good do you look in that? Yeah, I got all my Pittsburgh hats stacked up. <laughs> Orientation, back to school. Wow. Um, brought back so many memories. And at one point, somebody was talking on a screen in a classroom, a wedge classroom. And, um, a what? you know, like a wedge auditorium. It was there's, there's oh. A, room B. I forget what building it is. The Academic Center Studies something. Right. Um and I looked at my wife and I said, we have a second kid in college. Do you believe this? And then little Kendall was sitting there taking it all in. Good. And, um, you know, she's thinking about just skipping middle school and high school and going right oh. to college. So, well, yeah. it's a good, I mean, it's a cool thing to have though. No, I mean, that's, I think that's great. I never had that. I wish I did. Oh, I was, I was the oldest. I never had any real, other than my brother being born yeah. at my college. Like literally he was born in a apartment. Like that was my experience in college. He was, my brother was a home birth. (laughs) Really? Yeah. He was born at home on the campus of UMass Amherst where I, where I went to school later. So I would like go to, I would go to parties across the street from the place where my brother was born. This explains so much again (laughs) about you and things. And we find out something about each other a lot on this show. And I just found that out about you. And I'm going to have to have a talk with Mama P. Oh, my. Next time I I, I speak with her. 20 year old Mama P having a baby in an apartment. (laughs) We're going to. With no air air conditioning in July. Wow. We are oh, yeah. really going to have to have a discussion <laughs> next time she comes to town or we go back to Boston and see her. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, we, we, uh, it was a good morning. I mean, it was raining this morning. So everything was a little bit 
messed up and then it wasn't raining. Everything was fine. Found a place to park. Walked by your building. Um, Green saw spot. that. Mm. Yep. Saw the sign. Said, oh, that's where Peralt teaches. Professor Peralt, one of the many hats that you wear. <laughs> we got a big show planned today. Minty's oh, already God. here. Minty is here. Yeah, we'll bring her on here in just one second. So she's already she's here to help us reach she, 292. She, so yeah. this is a, her first appearance on BVB. Very exciting to have her. We'll go to Pittsburgh later with Chris Mack to come on, talk about the Steelers. Just before we get to Minty, just uh, a reminder, Thursday, Friday, live at Circa Sports. Upstairs is where we're going to be for Circa Million and Survivor Weekend. So yes. the show probably starts at about 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 p.m. Yes. Eastern, in case you're curious. We're both, you know how we are. It's ish. But 11 o'clock Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Thursday and on Friday, live from Circa. It should be a lot of fun. Who knows who's going to stop on by? Obviously, Jeff. We're not Dunn. at the pool. Not at the pool. We're, we're, so we're sorry. We're not going to. I, I did send a DM to Sydney. Good. And said, and said, hey, if you want to come on, it's available. So you can come on. You, the, the brigade would love to have you. So yeah. I don't know if she's going to take up, up. But I would say we're upstairs. 11 a.m. I know it's not the pool, but come on by. Jump on the show and have some fun with us. So Absolutely. that may happen. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're efforting. Let's make, you know, both I, Angie th and. That's as much as I do. I, I will send a DM to Angie into Sydney and that's it. I'm not, I'm not anything else is stalkerish. I'm just going to go ahead and send a message. Like if you want to come I'll on. I'll take come care on, of the rest. You, you can go ahead. All right. You go I'll, ahead. I'll take care of the rest. We got, we got to go. You're the married guy in the show. So at least they feel more comfortable with you. Me and they might, they might think other things. So this, this ring is, <laughs> is like diplomatic immunity. Once you're wearing it, you can pretty much say whatever you want. I was right. I had a lot of conversations with a lot of people that I worked with in the casinos for a lot of years about a lot of things, learned a lot, heard a lot. And I would always go this see ya, going home. I got, I got a wife and three daughters. I'm good. See ya. Yeah. Like you have two in college. That's crazy. I can't yeah. wait to see your daughter like walking around campus. It's going to be so fun to be on UNLV and be like, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? That's going to be awesome. I can't believe it. I, I really, I can't believe it. They did the, it's a rebel week. It's rebel yeah. ready week. Yep. There's activities planned all week. They're yeah, going. I don't go near campus till Monday. <laughs> that's <laughs> like a last smart move. That's yeah. really, that's a, that's like for the sharp guys that may or may not be watching the show. Yeah. This is, this is a plus EV move on your part. I like it. If, if I don't have to be there, I, I really don't want to be there. Right. All right. Without further ado, let's bring her on. Minty Betts joining BBB for the first time. Hold on. I got to get it all set up pro proper, appropriately. There we go on oh this. Everything around. So we're all clear. Minty, how are you on a Monday? Thank you for joining us. Of course, I'm doing well. Uh, you know, uh, as sad as the hurricane is, by the way, um, I'm really enjoying the weather we've had in Las Vegas. <laughs> like away from the thousand degree heat, I actually enjoy the 70 degree cloudy, cool rain all day weather because we never get that here. So uh, I'm doing really well. All right. We're going to get to your trip. We're going to get to the UFC. We're going to get to a bunch of things here. But over the weekend, I tweeted something about mozzarella cheese and marinara sauce, and you chimed in that ranch is an acceptable option. I'm going to give you the forum and let you explain Yourself. to a lot of people. <laughs> They're questioning a lot of things about you, Minty. Why <laughs> is ranch an acceptable option for mozzarella? Well, just a little background. I hate tomatoes, so I don't. Wait, 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 wait. I need to ask this now. Raw tomatoes, 
cooked tomatoes or anything with tomatoes. There's a big difference. Raw tomatoes, I cannot eat. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, that's but it. I raw am. tomatoes. I can't. Okay. They always betray me. It makes everything sloppy and soggy and it always gets on my shirt. Tomato sauce is cool, but I think like I just need a little zest. And I think the ranch really like zests the mozzarella sticks up <laughs> compared to marinara sauce. Yes. Marinara sauce, I feel like I'm eating just like a plain cheese pizza, which I don't like. Um, so, you know, I need a little like zing. Okay. Uh, Nothing bad. But I also, you know, for reference, I also only eat hot dogs with ketchup. And I do? know that's very <gasps> controversial. Oh, my goodness. So what I, I feel like Matt is on board with me. I am 100%. I'm on board. Now, for those of you who did not see the tweet, this is the tweet. Okay. Sorry to block your face off, Rookamiti. But this is what are these, Dave? I need you to explain what the hell those sticks are because those are not, those are okay. mozzarella triangles. Those are footballs we played with in math class. Oh, yes. That's what it looks like. Those are exactly those things. Yes. At the uh, at the Omelette Cafe, uh, the Sky Canyon location or the summer lo- location, right. Chef Iggy decided that mozzarella wedges were a little bit different and they're perfect. They're I like better that. than sticks. Yes. So okay. those, that's what those are. And I mean, the tweet was was set controversial. It was it was very controversial. We're up almost over a hundred thousand impressions, and a lot oh of people God. chimed in from all over the world. And you weren't alone, Minty. But the but the server said, "Do you guys want ranch with that?" And I turned around and said, "Did anybody get a salad?" No, we don't need ranch. I didn't know that it was even an option. Uh, apparently, the Midwest guys in the chat, girls in the chat. This is Minty. Put in the chat whether you think ranch is an acceptable option. And not only that, but like cheese curds, they eat that with ranch. And what is the difference between cheese curds and mozzarella sticks in the Midwest? I don't know. I I need a Wisconsin person Mm. because I've never had cheese curds because the name freaks me out. I can't. Oh, it is so good. It's like like cheddar cheese nuggets. It's so good. Yeah. It's a different fried or cheese curds fried. You're missing out, Matt. They fry everything, man. I swear to God. It's just like if it's there, they fry it. I mean, I have had a a deep fried Twinkie before. So, oh, delicious. I I don't even like Twinkies, but those are so good. (laughs) Iowa State Fair, go see the butter cow and deep fried everything. Like literally, whatever you can find, they drop it into a deep fryer. Yeah. Go ahead and eat it. Which state fair can I go to where they deep fry everything? Is it would it be the Iowa, Iowa. State Fair? Oh, and then the butter cow is is literally sculptures out of butter, like so gigantic impressive. people, cows, uh, athletes. Yeah, they oh. are um, very What's proud of that. These people in Iowa. What is wow? Who would even think to do that, Matthew? I don't America. know. I went every year. I was America there two years. I went every year. It was, a, it was like, you're going to the fair, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to the fair. I'll, I'll, I'll go to the fair. I brought my brother. Colin came with me one year to have it. So he was eating everything on a stick, like literally oh, barbecue and everything else. That's good. You, you know, you got to live your best life and it, it might be short, but you know, you got to live your best life. <laughs> well, speaking of best life, what about this trip that you went on? You, you oh. went on this odyssey Yes. Multiple cities. What, where were you? I did. I went on a Southern road trip. So I flew to Jacksonville from Vegas and then drove up through Charleston, South Carolina, Savannah, Georgia. Um, where else did I go? Oh, Knoxville. And then ended in Nashville, uh, the weekend of UFC Nashville. So it was really fun. I had never been to the South before. And honestly, I'm kind of secretly house hunting out there and I really loved Nashville. So 
Yeah, yeah no, Nashville I'm is such so, a fun place. It's so my, fun. And I'm so sick of Vegas. You know, I'm like born and raised in Las Vegas and I need a change of scenery. So the South is a nice slower pace. And I really don't take advantage of the city of Las Vegas, like all the dining options and entertainment options. So like, why should I live here? You know, <laughs> it's fair. I mean, Broadway yeah. and Second Avenue in Nashville are just two extremely fun places to go and, and mm-hmm. really cool environment. It's a fast growing city. It's very similar. I, I've said to Dave before, there's three cities in America outside of Boston that I love that I would love to live in. New Orleans is one, Ooh. Nashville is two, and Vegas is three. Oh. So they're all very similar size. They're all very similar in terms of culture and things to do. And you can get pretty much anything you want and you can fly anywhere you want as well, which is a mm-hmm. huge, huge deal. I lived in the South. I lived in Alabama. I lived in Virginia. It's hard when you're living in Huntsville, Alabama to find a direct flight anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, you're so right. And Nashville has that like sweet spot of like times when sports start. It's like centrally located. You can go west and east and it'll take like the same amount of time. Also, a lot cheaper going out in like Nashville and New Orleans than Vegas. That's very true. There's a couple guys already saying Minty will take you in Charleston. They're they're in the chat. They said Charleston, South Carolina. Did you like Charleston, South Carolina? I loved it, but I was sweating so much. I was not prepared <laughs> for the humidity. Uh, my makeup just melted away. My my hair, I curled my hair and then it just straightened forget in it. the humidity. <laughs> yeah, so I'll go it. in the winter. I'll go in the winter. <laughs> Did you like Savannah? It was gorgeous, but I only had lunch there and then went to Charleston. So it okay. was beautiful. Mm-hmm. See, I'm trying to tell Dave, we're, we're going to go to, to Charleston and Savannah because those are my two favorite barbecue spots in the South. I'm, I'm a very big fan of the food and cuisine of oh. both Charleston and, and, and Savannah, Georgia. So I'm talking about it for months. Yeah, yeah I, keep I did not have up. a bad meal in the South and I ate a fried chicken sandwich every day. By the way, the South knows how to fry chicken, guys. So don't miss out on the chicken by eating oh. too much barbecue. Did you do the Nashville hot chicken? Did you, did you go that route? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I highly recommend a place called Puckets, not sponsored by the way, but we That's could okay. get Puckets to sponsor us. Um, <laughs> we'll take it. But yeah. Super good. Puckets, a classic place. Where Was that in Charleston? Where was Puckets? It is in Nashville. Nashville. I'm sure they have some in Knoxville as well, but uh, I think it's mostly in Nashville and it's like a family restaurant. Interesting. Did you like yeah. Knoxville? Loved it. Um, my husband didn't like it so much. Yeah. He said it was Smart older, man. but I actually really like Knoxville. And I was, um, I don't know if you gentlemen know who Morgan Wallen is, but he's yes, from East Tennessee. Yes. And I just, I just thought of, you know, if me and Morgan get hitched one day, we would just <laughs> oh. live there and I, I could see it. I could see it. The funniest thing is that Morgan Wallen just played Fenway Park and to watch all these kids and all these people in New England put on their country stuff and start singing Morgan Wallen, like ain't that some shit and start talking about country. I'm like, this is the funniest thing in the world. Like these are a bunch of Boston guys running around talking like they're country. They know nothing about country. I didn't either until I lived in the South, but it's yeah. He just blew out Fenway park. So yes, you'd like him, Dave. He's good. He's very good. It always comes back to Boston, Minty. He always, <laughs> the, the name of the show is Bostonian versus the book. And somehow he works the Patriots, the Red Sox, or something Boston into all this. Speaking of Boston, the UFC was just in Boston. Mm-hmm. What did you take away from that UFC? Anything? Because, I mean, you're doing a great job on the show. You're doing all this stuff. We're all big fans of it. But what did you take? What was one takeaway you took away from that event on Saturday night in Boston? Um, I guess overs were the play here. And I had every fight I bet on to end inside the distance. So, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm going to stay away from totals for a while. Is what Except, I'm the main event. Except the main event. The main yeah. event. 
Yeah. Uh, well, well, I had Aljo inside the distance. So we didn't it, have Aljo. We everybody. We, I mean, that was that was a common play. Were you surprised? By, I was by, shocked. I'm still shocked to my core mm-hmm. um, because I do believe that if Aljo had missed that that shot uh, by O'Malley, I think Aljo could have won. But I'm not the kind of person to like linger on a fight and be like, he got robbed. And if this happened, this would have happened. You know, I accept it. I think O'Malley is a phenomenal fighter. He's so exciting. And I think he's really great for the brand of UFC, for the young fans and for the new fans. Like O'Malley is the exciting, explosive fighter that we all believe if you're a new you know, UFC fan to be mm. UFC. It's an exciting mixed martial arts combat sports. Yeah, the punch was incredible because he practiced it so often and it is reminiscent of what Connor did to Jose Aldo when he just caught him clean coming in. And look, I thought the stoppage was good. I thought it might've been a little early, but not mm-hmm. extremely early. It's a title fight. So sometimes you like to see if the champ can recover Mm-hmm. But he was definitely rocked. He definitely didn't know where he was. His head was, you know, eyes were rolling back into his head a couple of times. Yeah. What do you make of O'Malley's future? Because he's always been arrogant, cocky, Connor Jr., if you will. But now he's got the belt. The next morning, he sang to himself, smoking a joint in front of a mirror, saying, I am yeah. the man. Where does his stock go from here now that he is the champion? And he can say, yes, he is the man. Well, let's just say he's no longer going to be an underdog anymore, Um, especially one that big. I don't think we're going to see O'Malley as a plus money dog in a while, but I guess that depends who he goes after. Now, as for like defending the belt and retaining it, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm still not sold on O'Malley. I think he really is the kind of fighter who looks for obviously like the big impactful shots. And I don't think he's always going to find it. And O'Malley, we know to be a finisher and an exciting finisher. So I don't know. I'm not sold on O'Malley yet, but maybe just because I'm a little salty that, you know, I lost big on Aljo. You weren't wrong, though. I mean, because I think the handicap was there. It it was basically that's why I bet the under because it was either going to be a submission by Aljo or a knockout by O'Malley. So I didn't think the fight and I was surprised. We talked about it last week, Mitty. The Vegas number was four and a half from a round total perspective. But the East Coast books were at three and a half. And there was a big discrepancy in price, too. So I think everyone assumed the fight was going to go relatively quick. But Mm -hmm. I thought Aljo just in the first round, I was mad because I thought, oh my gosh, he predicted a first round knockout of O'Malley and he actually went for it Mm -hmm. instead of using his biggest advantage, which was trying to take him down. Obviously the backtrack is that, well, he had to go ahead and he'll get hit on the way in. And so he was afraid of that. But were you surprised that Aljo didn't wrestle more? Yeah, I am. And not only only did Aljo not wrestle, but uh, if you go earlier to the prelims, the Petrosky and GM3 fight, I thought was going to be on the ground way more, but it was just a stand-up fight uh, between those two. And it was really painful because I had Petrosky. Um, I originally liked GM3 though, so that was really close. Um, But yeah, I think Aljo, I liked Aljo because he offered more ways to win. He was just more skilled than O'Malley, had more experience. Um, But you know, I guess the nine straight victories it had to end somehow someday and it they just picked this past saturday to end mm. it yeah. how did you get into ufc like because it's so like it's not that like you can't like certain things but you're a girl mm-hmm. you're you, you know you, you you're a mom you're like i'm a dad i have three girls and how did you say this is cool. I like this. I'm going to start doing content bets and all this other stuff because I can't get the kids into it. I'm just curious. How did you get into it? 
it honestly, like, and I speak for the public betters and I speak for the new betters and the fans. I didn't get into UFC until 2020 when UFC was the only sport to bet on. So I had to focus, shift my focus to combat sports, which obviously I know nothing about and I have never trained in combat sports. So yeah, it was really hard to learn and I'm still learning every day. Just like I've been betting baseball for years since I was 21. I'm 30 now. I still learn every day about how I can improve betting on baseball, betting on the NFL. And like, I think people don't really talk about that in the betting community is that like, even though you've been betting for decades, you can still learn new things. And like, it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to make mistakes and have losing streaks. But yeah, UFC is a very difficult sport to bet on. It's definitely different compared to team sports. Mm. And uh, when I first watched, you know, UFC, like for real in 2020, I couldn't watch an entire fight. I was so like scared, like closing my eyes. But now I absolutely love it. And I'm like, yeah, hit harder, (laughs) you know? So I'm just. Do you like boxing too? Or do you prefer UFC to boxing? Oh, no. I definitely love watching too. Oh, no. I don't like boxing that much. Um, Okay. Okay. I think it is a very skilled sport, but it's just never been for me. And for me, as a woman who's never played sports growing up, I have no connections to boxing. As for UFC, I have a connection because I had to work in it and I actually fell in love with it. And same with like NFL. We don't we didn't have an NFL team growing up in Vegas, but the Raiders, they're part of me now because they're in my hometown. So that is my connection to NFL and, you know, all that stuff. So as a woman not growing up watching sports or playing sports, I have to have a connection to the team or to the sport in order to enjoy it and bet on it. Minty, when you're watching some of the lower levels, like the tough final, both tough finals, the two fights that happened on the prelim were both incredible fights. The Bragatona fight was ridiculous. That was one of the best fights. Uh, my boxing coach, the guy who really got me into boxing was Stefan Bonner. And it was, it, it kind of, I got kind of depressed afterwards because obviously he passed away recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a harken back to the Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner fight where it's just a legendary two guys fighting for contracts. They both got contracts, which was good. But when you're watching the contender series and some of the other lower level apex type fights, how do you like the fact that you're involved in those types of events? Because I feel like your knowledge of the sport and the whole company grows so much faster when you're paying attention to those level sports, those level fights. Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started watching UFC, obviously I just focused on the big names. I was like, well, if I don't really, if I've never heard of this guy's name, why am I going to watch and bet on it? But in fact, the lower level, like entry level fighters are actually some of the best fights and the lines that are the most overlooked. So you can actually make the best bets and the most money with the guys who are, I mean, they're their UFC debuts or they're just like two, three fights in, like those are the best fights and they're overlooked and you want to get at them and bet on them when they're just starting out. Cause as we know, as they get bigger and they win more fights, the line's going to be so inflated and just like unbettable. Mm. Is it too late during the night, there's a, a big complaint from me. I mean, we have a lot of people watching the show and they're like, you know, it starts too late. Is, is, is it a West Coast thing like the East Coast? Move to Vegas. <laughs> Just move to Vegas. Well, <laughs> Just come here. <laughs> you, everybody can't move to Vegas, people. Oh, Stop oh, telling everybody well, well, to move to Mitch is going to move to Nashville. She's, she's going to experience Central Time Zone, so she'll experience how there late is. the fights go on because we get it. I mean, 930 here is perfect. It's great. Mm-hmm. But on the East, on the east Coast? But, but like, seriously – it's up. It's late back east, and people are up tweeting and watching and stuff. And you were back there in Nashville for an event. Is it too late 
we need to start it a little bit earlier. Look, I that's so funny because I spoke to my husband about this the other day and I was like, do you think they're ever going to make fights and games start earlier to cater to the East Coast? And I don't think so, because I actually really love our time zone. And I do think like some games and fights start early, like college football starts at 9 a.m. here. And that's insane. Um, As for the fights, I think it is perfect. I wouldn't mind it starting even later because I'm a, you know, I'm a night owl and I want to watch it until like midnight or so. So maybe this is a good thing that if I'm moving to the central time zone and it'll start later. Um, I do feel bad for East Coasters, though, because the main card didn't or the main event didn't start to like, what, 1 a.m.? Yeah, I can't imagine deep. going to work or going to school the next day and no, no. like having it end in one and a half rounds, you know? Yeah, it, it's late. I mean, look, they want the most buys for pay-per-view, obviously, right? So the later, the better that it goes. But I was telling Dave, like when Dana goes back to Boston, he always brings a card that's going to be outstanding. Yes. What do you make of the co-main? I thought the co-main was really interesting. I have no idea how that fight didn't end inside the distance because I'm with you. I bet Wei Lee and I bet inside the distance and I was stunned that that went to the cards. I was shocked. Every round I was telling my husband, I was like, there's no way this is going to the cards. There's no way. <laughs> Zhang looked incredible as always. I mean, she is such a powerful fighter. And Lemosh, I, I actually was a little nervous to bet on Zhang because I think Lemosh could have upset Zhang. Um, and yeah, my bet was for this to not go the distance and it sucked. But um, I, I think that fight was phenomenal. I mean, I was gassed out after like the second round just watching them. But oh. Wei Li, amazing like position switches and level changes. She's so quick. She's got such high fight IQ. Her strength is off the charts. And Lemo, she can't overlook this, even though she wasn't able to successfully defend most of those takedowns. I mean, she was a beast defensively, um, fending off the submissions and the knockouts. So I very much enjoyed it. I just wish my bet hit, but we knew, we knew Zhang was going to win. Oh yeah. She was unbelievable that I thought she was out at one point and then she flipped a, a a hold or something. And I thought she was going to submit her. That was just, that was, uh, impressive to watch. All right. Last one for me before, uh, before Matt gets one more in maybe and lets you go. We've been telling people for months the traffic here in Vegas oh. has been just absolutely terrible. Are you a good driver? Or can you deal with traffic well? Or are you one of these people like most of us that go, why are we sitting in this traffic and what is going on with our city? Well, uh, to be completely honest, I'm such a hermit crab and I live, <laughs> I mean, I think Matt knows where I live. I live right yep. across your daughter's school, like literally yep. right across the street. So I don't leave that Summerlin area. I don't leave Summerlin uh, unless I have to. So I haven't been dealing with the traffic. However, I did hear that the strip is just awful because of the Formula One repaving. Um, But it's really always awful anyway, you know, in the strip area. Um, As for drivers, I think there have been a lot of crappy drivers lately. It's just like speeding, tailgating, cutting you off, not using their signals. Like no one really drives safe anymore. And I don't want to be that (laughs) Las Vegan who's like, yep, it's the Californians, but it is. And I hate it. I And that's also why I don't go out is because I don't want to deal with all that road rage. Um, But yes, I am a very good driver. Like I could drive for the Pope if he hired me. I'm very safe. And uh, yeah, I I just just jet around my Subaru all over town if I need to. But typically I'm just home and I tell my husband to go get things. (laughs) We've got to work on the Subaru thing, Minty. Come on now. That's that's a, I rent on Subarus here on this town. It does, it does work, but I have a very strong opinion on, on Subarus. Last question. Uh, you brought up F1. 
First question, why did you get into F1? And secondly, is Max Verstappen just going to win this race coming up in November? And There's no point in even watching this thing because he wins every race. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say there's no point in watching it. It is boring because Max Verstappen is just so dominant and such a fast driver with such a great car. Uh, and I do think he's going to win like every race for the rest of the year. However, you know, in order to make money and bet on F1, you got to you gotta look at the head-to-head matchups or the top three, top mm-hmm. six, top 10 finishes. So that's how you're really going to make your money. Although we do wish that there was an upset in the race. I still hope. Um, and as for F1, how I got into it, well, I think it was just during COVID. It was during COVID and I watched Drive to Survive. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I didn't know... F1 was so big and so popular and that they raced in America. And also what really got me is a Thai driver named Alex Albon, who did race for Red Bull at one point. His career with Red Bull was cut short. Now he races for Williams with Logan Sargent, our American driver. Um, And because I'm Thai and he represented Thailand, I Mm. just got hooked on it. That's my connection to that sport now is because there's only one Thai driver in Formula One. And I think there has only ever been one and that's him. So I'm just really proud to root for him, even though he's never won. And I just love the sport. It's so exciting. And once you get to know all the drivers from Drive to Survive and follow their social media pages, they're really exciting and really funny. And just, they're just, uh, I I feel like I know them almost. Wow. Mm. Uh, Let me me ask real quick from the chat. Moon office here. And he he said there is, he said there's no chance that Minty is a night owl. What would oh. you say? <laughs> he said there is no chance. And he just wants you to clear the record for him. Well, he went into the camera and talked to him directly. When I say night owl, I stay up till midnight. Maybe oh. one, you know, okay, that's not that's bad. Right? Night yeah. Owl. Yeah. yeah. And Why but I also no wake up at 6 a.m. So because right. my daughter wakes up at 6 a.m. So I really <laughs> never right. sleep. So I only sleep six hours. Amen a day. to that. I know that life. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you guys are familiar when you've had toddlers and stuff, I mean, sleep was hard to come by. And oh. when they finally went to sleep, when the kids finally went to sleep, you just wanted a couple hours to yourself to like woo saw and clean the house or just watch TV. And that's what Woosh. I do. That's why I stay up so late. Is because I just need me time. Amen to that. That is, yes, nine to midnight. I agree. I'm the same way. Those three hours, I would not trade for anything. Those are my hours. You're in sleep, my hours. Minty, let's do this again soon. All right. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. And uh, yeah, I'll be back on whenever you have me again. Let's do it again for sure. That is Minty Betts at Minty Betts. Follow her on Twitter. You guys have to check her out, her stuff out. That was a lot of fun to get her on BVB. I'm such a good driver. I could drive for the Pope. We're going to put that on a T-shirt. That's pretty good, right? That is, that's a good driver. Okay, hold on. You can say that. I I, I need to just one second here because Uh there's somebody in my house, I think. So somebody in your house? Yeah, it's okay. They they can. Title shot? No, they're allowed to be here, but they weren't supposed to be here until two o'clock. So this is, I I just need to go ahead and check and see if they're actually upstairs or not because my dogs, I think, are loose. And so. Why, Why don't you just get up? And go see rather than text. Well, not texting. I, I have video cameras all over my house so I can look and see who's here and who's not. So let me just go ahead and, and okay. see who's around. Don't need because, any surprise appearances or the dogs attacking. Well, that, well, that, that's what I'm afraid of. I, 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 believe I me, I know. And then there's a <laughs> lawsuit and then there's all kind of things. So if you need to go up, I'll talk to the people directly yeah, before on. we get to Mac later. Let me just make sure okay. I can the, the right, beautiful, relax. the beautiful thing. Let's yeah. just see. Hopefully they, I don't know if they, cause I, I heard them come in the door and then, um, in the door. 
They did. I don't know if they didn't open the door, which is oh. good. Okay, so I, I think we're good. They, they didn't right. answer. They didn't open the door, so I think that okay. that's good. So, all right, because I'm fairly confident that the key is under my door by mistake. I forgot to to somebody had to get him in the house, and I put the key under the door, and I never went and got it. So I was like, okay. uh oh, I think they're going to end up coming in the house. I heard the dogs freaking out, and I was like, I don't think I put the dogs away. This could be really bad. I don't <laughs> like the sounds of any of this right now. <laughs> It's going to so, get very loud upstairs. I think we're good. I, they're not okay. there as far as I know. If I hear them, I'll, I'll run upstairs and we can go ahead and, and, and do that. So that was a lot of okay. fun. So uh, in about 15 minutes, Chris, back in Pittsburgh, we'll stop on by and we'll have some fun with that. Uh, the F1 stuff is so wild because like I get why, I mean, being here in Vegas, getting involved in the UFC is pretty simple. It's pretty easy. It's it's all over the place. It's you drive down 215 and the gigantic apex has an ad on the side of every pay-per-view on the side of the building. Yes. The F1 thing was really, it's, it's so cool that she really got into it and she bets it a lot. And if it wasn't for my time doing sports grid, I never really would know much about the, the Max Verstappen situation. But like we interview people who, who are on sports grid, who are yep. NASCAR and F1 experts. Mm-hmm. And it's like Max for step and Max for step and measures. It's the same every single race. It's like we went down to sign someone up at uh, at Circa and Scott, that guy, he said to me, hey, are you betting the F1? Just bet for Stappen. Yeah. I was like, oh, automatic. It's just it really has become one of those automatics. So, yes, that was uh, he's won eight of 10 races. I think it is. Like it's yeah, not even seven, seven in a row, then lost one and then won again. And then I don't think he won the last one, something like that. But yeah, eight, eight of 10, yeah. seven straight. Those are, I mean, it's just like when the Dodgers were winning, right? You just bet the Dodgers until they lose. They win 11 in a row. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, for you guys who are curious, we didn't talk about the hurricane much with Minty because there was no hurricane in Vegas. There was rain, but there was no hurricane. Yeah. I got these things, sandbags holding stuff down. I was put all the furniture in the back away, locked it up, waiting for this wind that never came. Yeah, it it was weird. So a lot of rain on the mountains and there's massive problems going on. So for you guys who are watching, if you're by Mount Charleston, I'm not saying you guys aren't dealing with problems because you got six inches of rain up there. And there's been massive flat flash floods. I know the uh, the you, the National Guard currently it's on Mount Charleston. It's all closed. You can't go anywhere near the drive up it. Right. They're, they've got Humvees and everything else kind of blockading everything. So helping the people who live up there because there are people who live up there. And the clouds were so low. Yeah. Like there's very few times during the year where you can really see the clouds, you know, to the west of us where we live up here. Mm. You look over and you're like, man, I can't even see the mountains. There's nothing. The clouds were so low. And when it's like that, right up the road at Mount Charleston, Kyle Canyon and all that other stuff, it snows. Like it gets. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. I tell people all the time, like we, if you are missing snow, you can go to Mount Charleston. You can go skiing up there. I mean, there's a ski resort up there. So snowboarding, skiing, snowboarding, all that other stuff. It's 45 minutes from the strip. Maybe It's It's, It's wild. All right. What happened last night? Uh, the Red Sox swept the Yankees. Swept the Yankees. Did you know the Red Sox are eight and one this year against the Yankees? Eight and one. Tell the people again, just in case they missed. Worst record for the Yankees since 1995. Eight straight losses. <laughs> and no one's been fired yet. <laughs> Everyone has their job. No Aaron one's Bush. been blasted. Aaron Boone is up there going like, you know, it is what it is. We're trying our hardest. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Oh, really? You got worked over by the Red Sox at home. The Red Sox suck, and you're getting worked. Oh, what boy. is going on in New York? 
This is embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what's the stat you have that are worst records since 1995? Yep. We said it last week. They're going to finish under 500. Talk to the people. I'll be right back. Yeah, go ahead. Here's something. Somebody's in his house right now. He said we got to be done today by a certain time because he had somebody coming over. You guys know when they give you a window to come over, whether it's to fix something or do something, they give you a window. His window was supposed to be two to four. Somebody showed up at 1230. We had to do the show at 1230 because I was in the uh, I was in a freshman orientation like Rodney Dangerfield going back to school with middle consig. So um, I can't wait to see. He got to keep them dogs away. Them dogs are about this big. Just so you guys know, little tiny dogs, Cujos. They're Cujos. You got to be very careful when you go over there. So. I hope everything's going to be okay here for a minute. This is killing him. You guys don't know. He's wondering, what is Dave saying to the people right now? This is great because he'll watch it back later and go, see, it's not that easy to just talk for a whole show because he did three hours. Um, he's not letting Sydney. And who said that? So Cal and Sydney is not there. Although you did DM her. Hopefully she will be there Thursday and Friday. Guys, don't forget, if you're in town, come to the show. Thursday, Friday, third floor ballroom, Circus Sports, Circuit Resort, but we're up on the third floor. And um, it's going to be similar to uh, what we did at the pool, but a little bit different. And uh, I'm going to get some hats done. Are you okay, sir? Are you, why are you shaking your head? Why, what's wrong? There's no people upstairs. <laughs> There's no people upstairs. No, there, are, there are three people upstairs doing work on the house. <sighs> All right, it's fine. Woosa, just like Minty said, Woosa. <laughs> just, 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 just. But the just dogs, the dogs were like attacking me. I was trying to get them into the <laughs> into like they were freaking out because there's three strangers the, in the, the house. The, those those dogs. I'm not sure they like you. They don't, they don't like, like anybody. People. I, they don't. They were really mad. So I was trying to like get the dogs into the crate because they wanted to attack one of the people here to do the work. And I was like, I'm really sorry. You guys are supposed to be here at two. And they're like, yeah, we got done early. So we just figured we'd come over and do it. And I was like, yeah, but I'm on the air. <laughs> sorry. So like, you know, frustration. <sighs> why is everything chaos? Like, why can't everything just do what you're supposed to do? It's fine. Two o'clock. Supposed to be at two o'clock. We're off the air. We're they're early. They're, they're early. two hours early. Well, they're like, never early. To consider that a win. You've already won. They'll be done before they're supposed to be two. And you'll be able to just relax. It's anyways. fine. <sighs> okay. Anyways. Uh, Back Red to the Sox. Red Sox. Yeah. Red Sox start a huge series with Houston today. Did you know yes, the Boston Red Sox are only three games behind the Astros in the loss column? Here we For go. the second wild card. Here we go. The second wild card. They're actually like, not the third wild card. They might actually get the second wild card. In one of our six phone calls yesterday, and I think the number was six, if I go back and look at the call wow. history, you go, sorry, Will, the fucking Red Sox are going to make the playoffs. I can't believe And I it. go, hi. And you're like, they're going to make the playoffs. How? <laughs> How? They're yeah. not good. How? Oh, here we go. 
I mean, they're, they're not good. The Red Sox record against the American League East is unbelievable. It doesn't make any sense how they are against the, against the division. They're the Red as Sox as they've been all season right now. They're 19 and 14 against the division. That's like, good. That's uh, the, the five games over 500 in your division will likely get you in. It's not the best division in baseball, but it's close. It's the fewest losses. Only the Orioles have 14 losses. The Rays have 14 losses and the Red Sox have 14 losses. They got five more games coming up and they get to the division versus what Baltimore has. Baltimore's played five more games in the division. Than the Red Sox have. Well, they've destroyed the Yankees, sir. And when you own a team, yeah. you know, you, who's calling who daddy this year? I mean, right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. And no one's been fired yet. When I was I growing up, fire people all the time. You don't if, have to fire anybody. If Just the Red Sox were Red eight Sox. one against the Yankees, heads would roll. Like it would if be the eight. Yankees were eight and one against the Red Sox. Should be no. If the Red Sox had an eight and one record against the Yankees, they do. Yes, people would be getting fired in 2000, 2010, 2015. Are you kidding me? Oh, oh, oh. This oh, would have been a catastrophic oh. thing happening to the Yankees. Uh, if they were one and eight against Boston, mm. they, I mean, they're lucky. They only play four more times. <laughs> the Red Sox could wind up 13 and one against I'm, the Yankees. I'm good with that. Or 12 like and it. one. I like this. I like the schedule. Do you like this new baseball schedule? I so hate far? it. What? what do you mean? You hate it? What, I how, hate it. Why? Because I want more divisional games. Oh, come on. I like the fact they play everybody and the division games mean more. You have 30 teams. You can't play everybody. It's ridiculous. You're trying too hard. Don't need to do it. Wow. Moonoff just came in and said, last season, the Red Sox were 26 and 50 in the division. What? That's impossible. 26 and 50 in against the, the American League. You mean not against the American League East, the American no, League? American League East. No, you play 70. You, you play what? 76 games against the American League East. No, you don't. You played 19 last year. What's 19 times four? What are you talking about? Against the American League East, what was their record? 26 and 50. That doesn't make it last season. The Boston Red Sox against the American League East. They played 19 games last year against the division. Each team in the division. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I think the Red Sox themselves. The Red Sox played. All four teams in the division, 19 times. 19 times four, 76, 26, and 50. Add the numbers up. They played the Yankees 19 times. They played uh, the Orioles 19 times. Okay. They All played right. the race. Okay. Do you so, guys see so how's the wheels hold going on. off in his head with the really? math? Yeah, so hold on. So now that means the Red Sox have only played – that's they'll only played 33 games so far, so how to, they're going to play what – 30 sub odd games, Matthew 13 uh-huh. times four is 52, right? So they have 20 more games against the division to come. Wow. That's a lot. They have 19. Yes. That's it's a lot. Very, it's very important. That's why I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but they're playing well in the division. So that means that they could. Yes, I think they are very well likely to make the playoffs. Yes. Wow, that's interesting. 
Seattle. I'm watching your head work right now. The people are watching your head work and going, <laughs> it's just, I'm just dying. Jimmy Jack I'm is dying. Number. I'm confused right by that number. The light bulb moment. Jay Dow bets is the emoji across. People, he's not yes. good at the math. He's no. good at everything else. But I don't understand. I, I guess I just wasn't putting the math together. That It's four times 19. Because I was like, wait, you play each team 19 times against the division. So they play. Well, okay. See, I hate that. So it's 13 times four now. That's that's so that stinks. That's better. What do you mean? No, that stinks. Those games are even more important now. No, it's 24 less games against the division now. That stinks. <laughs> I hate that. That sucks. Six times four. You did the math. Yeah. 24. That was good. That was <laughs> See, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Ding. That stinks. I don't like that at all. That's I, I want those games back. I don't need to see the Red Sox play like, I don't know, the Marlins. I don't need that. That's bad. I want to see the Red Sox play teams against the East. More Why? Yankees. Because it's more fun. Matchups. It's more it's fun not, to play the Yankees. Listen. More fun to play the Blue Jays. More fun to play. Oh, we Rays. get it. For years, we got enough of Red Sox Yankees. That's not our like fault. It. That's not my fault that ESPN drove it down everyone's throat. Oh, it was way too much. Yeah, it was. I agree. It was way too much. Uh-huh. Uh, Dallas Keuchel had a perfect game going into the seventh inning yesterday. Damn it. Like, how? Dallas Keuchel. This is ridiculous. Is this where you're going to say something and besmirch the pirates? Is this, is this what oh, you're no. going to do? Well, right? your lineup stinks, but that's your fault. I just, it was crazy. I had nothing I, to do with that lineup. I just, well, I, I'm, it's where I'm from. It's nighttime in Pittsburgh. What were you on yesterday on that game? Because I took the Pirates team total over four and a half and they almost got no hit. <laughs> they got shut out to nothing. No, there was no pick for the Sunday game. I ah. didn't have to do the Sunday game because the Sunday day game, <laughs> they've realized that what you've realized. Throw everything out the window on Sunday baseball. It's so hard. Yeah, Dallas Keiko almost throws a perfect game. That that's how wonky makes, Sunday is. A no, guy with an ERA of nine and a half last year comes in, throws almost a perfect game with seven went seven into the seventh inning with a no hitter. Crazy. Yeah, I get the alert after the sixth on the on the MLB app. Dallas Keiko has a perfect game, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and Jess goes, what? I said. It's a guy pitching a perfect game in MLB. She's like, do you want to turn it on? I'm like, it's against the Pirates. She goes, oh. And then Kendall over on the couch is like, I told you the Pirates stink. I told you they're no good. They're this, they're that. That was Keiko stinks. What's going on? Listen, they're running away with the division. The Twins that's, are, yeah, the twins are in the playoffs. Yeah, but Dallas Keiko was unhittable, features. literally unhittable yesterday. Like, I was like, what planet am I watching? This is ridiculous. This guy... <laughs> Flamed out of the league with three teams last year, had a whip over two. And this guy winds up throwing almost a perfect game. He was completely in control of that entire game and gives up a double and they yanked him like they should have to win the game two to nothing. But right. I thought the pirates were going to hit him hard because the, the, the start before that he gave up six earned runs. I know. So I was like, there's Dallas Keuchel. There's a Dallas Keuchel. We know and love. Okay. Pittsburgh, let's go. And they get blanked. Apparently he's not striking anybody out. He's so not all he only three Ks. So yeah. So future reference, maybe not worry about the total or to, or just bet the K prop under because yeah. I don't think he doesn't have the swing and miss stuff anymore. And whatever pitch he's using as the out pitch with two strikes, they're hitting. Right. So just put that in the notes for SoCal DGen or yeah. you know Akbar anybody. I don't want to give Josie Myers another job. Josie's doing an <laughs> unbelievable job with the uh, Angels. So, well, the timing is good because you already talked Pittsburgh football with a guy, Chris Mack. 
Oh my gosh! I, ready? I mean, he was so fired up when I got. You ready? <laughs> Look at this guy. Let's get it all set up here C-Mac. for Mr. C Mac on the program. Chris, Matt, and Dave, how are you? What's going on? How are things in Pittsburgh? Great, boys. It's uh, it's a steamy one out there, which means uh, we'll be out out by the pool in a couple of minutes, enjoying the last couple of days of summer for the kids before they head back to school next week. Dave, I know yours were back this week, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Go back. Go back. Daddy's got uh, important things or things that he's going <laughs> to pretend are important to do. Are you tired of summer vacation? I mean, it's fun having the kids at home, but like when the time comes, like this time of year, we started school. That we're in week three. Yeah. Well, okay? Wow. We're so in full we swing. start a little early, but we're Jeez. done on Memorial Day. You happy to see the kids go back to school? See Mac truthfully. Yeah, truthfully, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd keep the weather if I could. I oh, would. Yeah. I'd keep the weather, but yeah. I mean, yeah. No, they need to get back to school, spend time with your friends, get back into the swing of things. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's always that first. We are. We just went through it. You're gonna go through that first week of getting them up to go to oh, school. Oh, it's brutal. I love those people fun. too, Matt. That pretend like I saw this a couple of weeks ago. It was like a WebMD article or something in Google, and it's like, oh, start preparing your children for the the start of the new school year by putting them to bed ten minutes earlier every night. <laughs> and it, you find somebody who claims that that's worked. I will find you a bald faced liar. Yes. Okay? And you can swear to it, by the way. You can yes. say whatever you want I, on here. I know, but I'm trying to control myself. <laughs> That's fine. No, we got we got editors for that. You're absolutely right. That is complete bullshit. It, and yes. really, the week before is the harder week than no. the actual week of. Right. Um. So I reach out to you and I say, hey, do you got time to do the show today? And you said you, the quote you used, you were all lathered up oh, after boy. Saturday. I mean, the city. <laughs> Or is making plans not just to come to week three in <laughs> Vegas for the Steelers here. Right. They're making plans. Your man Ponies talking about making Super Bowl plans well, and winning the visit. Like, come on. And Pony's one thing. I, I said to somebody the other day, he's never met a superlative. He didn't want to, you know, mount. <laughs> um, <laughs> but here's the thing. A Saturday night about mm, seven o'clock our time, uh-huh. boys, uh, I was kind of right there with him. I'll be honest. It was you're drinking I mean, juice. Are you are I'm, you in overseason I'm, wins? Are you are you in? I'm sipping the scissor just a little bit here. Here's the thing. Like it's preseason. And so everything's taken with a giant grain of salt. I get it. But Kenny Pickett looks really good. And the offense as a whole, more importantly, looks really good. Like people today want to debate. I, I, I just heard those guys, Pony and Muller and Donnie mm-hmm. football, uh, debating uh, Jalen Warren versus Najee Harris. I don't I don't I don't have time for that debate uh, because Jalen Warren's a third down back and happened to have a hole the size of uh, Bridgeville to run right. through. Yes. And he ran through it um, and, and he turned it into a 60 some yard touchdown run. That's what your change of pace guy is supposed to do. Najee gets eight stacked in the box, nine stacked in the box every time, beats his head against the wall and keeps the defense honest. So I'm not here for that argument. Mm-hmm. What I am here for is. Everything looking just a little bit better than I expected it would, right? Pickett's on point. Nine for 11 on three drives. Each of them's ended in a touchdown so far. And pretty throws, too. Go back and watch the touchdown throws. The one to Pickens in Tampa. Okay, it's picking, It's uh, Tampa's second-team defense. Uh, again, large grain of salt. But look at that throw against Buffalo's first-team first team defense. That's Jordan Poyer sitting in the middle there. And he drops an absolute seed where only Friar Muth can get it. 
And you got other weapons coming along. You know, Pickens obviously is is one of them. I think he's he's primed for a huge year. This Darnell Washington kid from Georgia is six foot thirteen and has <laughs> the 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 feet action of a wide receiver. The guy can run routes and he's an absolute mountain of a human. They got plenty of weapons. And and here is the cherry on top of the preseason uh, Sunday, as it were. They shut down Josh Allen. And he had like 30 yards in three drives. Yeah. I mean, that for me, and, and look, they took, Buffalo took a ton of penalties. They looked out of sync. Now you've got Diggs mouthing off, I guess, mm-hmm. um, about, you know, whether, I don't know how accurate some of that stuff is, but maybe mm-hmm. he wants out. Um, mm-hmm. Buffalo could be in trouble. So there's a lot to take away from that one game in particular, but for Steeler fans, I think you feel good. You feel good about the fact that Hayward, Fitzpatrick, and Watt and Peterson got their work in and got out. The offense looked good, um, and yeah, I, I think you feel pretty good. I look, I feel. I would have taken over eight and a half on the win total anyway because I think it's a nine-win team. Um, and it, look, it, the books I think think the same thing that it's a nine-win team because they juiced the hell out of it at, yes. at eight and a half to the over. Yes. Um, but now, I mean, you, if, if you're going to jump on it right now, it's anywhere between 130 and 140, plus 130, plus 140 mm-hmm. to make the playoffs. If you are sipping the scissor like most Steeler fans are right now, now's the time to jump on it. Because if they go out there and beat San Francisco week one, it's, it's not going to come down. And then if. they got it. And then, and then they got, well, that's a hell of a defense, Dave. Mm-hmm. And we know how the Steelers do. In, Steelers in, and under. That's it. Eh, okay. Fine. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you're that confident. I'm still pumping the brakes. I'm still maintaining. I'm, it's like when you went to a party back in college and you you immediately stepped on the gas and did like a keg stand oh. and pounded, <laughs> you know, state college, right? You go to, you go to the saloon, you, you, you throw back a monkey boy. And before you know it, you don't remember your name and you're just standing there in the corner trying to maintain. That's what <laughs> we're all doing here in Pittsburgh. Steelers Nation. We're drunk off preseason football. And we're just trying to maintain. Just got that little wobble going to us. All right. Can this defense, because we've seen it very recently, can they withstand a TJ Watt injury? Because it feels like Don't every even year, say that. Well, I'm going to say it because what it happens the- every year. Okay. Can they withstand a TJ Watt injury? Because when he has gone down the last two years with injury, the defense has fallen apart. Can they withstand it this year? Ask ask yourself if the Browns can withstand a Miles Garrett injury or the Niners can withstand a Bosa injury or the same in L.A. with the Chargers or the Rams and Aaron Donald. I think anybody loses that kind of defensive player of the year caliber guy. They're going to be in trouble. Steelers went, what, one and six without him last year. I think they've got a little bit more depth at outside linebacker this year. Highsmith showed that he could step up a little bit last year. Um, They go out and they draft Nick Herbig out of Wisconsin, undersized, but looks really good in camp and preseason. Marcus Golden. They got players there that if they were to lose TJ Watt for seven games this year, I don't think they'd go one and six. Maybe they go two and five or three and four, right? But you're never in good hands if you lose a guy the caliber of TJ Watt for a month and a half. Make the playoffs. All right. Let's look at this real quick because uh, New England Patriots to make the playoffs, the no is minus 325. And the Pittsburgh Steelers to make the playoffs, the no is minus 160. I know you know the odds. And I know you know that on Thursday, December 7th, the Patriots are playing at the Steelers. I've been telling P. Rolt that there is almost zero chance – that the Patriots are coming to 
coming. I'm still calling it Heinz Field. I don't buy this. Yeah, I'm with you. Bullshit. Yeah. There's no chance the Patriots are coming to Pittsburgh and winning that game on Thursday night. One and two. Which one of those teams would you pick to make the playoffs? I, I mean, I'm heavily fading the the Pats this year. I mean, their Thank big you. offseason acquisitions are Juju Smith-Schuster and Ezekiel Elliott. Welcome How are they tw- going to like the Juju show about? W- welcome to 2017, Bill Belichick. I, I don't know. What, what, these are not the You know the they're backups, though, right? Those are backup guys. Those aren't, those aren't star acquisitions. Like They're not building the whole team around those two guys. I understand, Matt, but wh- where's the where's the juice in this offense? I don't see it. Not, in the running with, game. Especially not with Mac Jones at quarterback. I I'd I'd look, I'd love to have a good old you have fashioned. Kenny Pickett. You're talking not, about Mac Jones? Kenny Pickett. Well, You're comparing I, Kenny Pickett and Mac Jones? Yes. They're very similar quarterbacks. Yes. Ooh, I'm Mac, tell him, absolutely tell him comparing the two of them. A hundred percent. You know what? One guy could actually play in the cold weather and not wear gloves. I don't. I don't care if he wears snowshoes on his hands. If he throws <laughs> touchdowns, he can wear whatever the hell he wants on his yeah, hands. We'll see how that goes. Um, Jury's still out on that. I, I, I'll be honest, Matt. Like I, I appreciate your loyalty and dedication to the cause. I, I don't see. I mean, I again, large grain of salt. And look, I was one of those guys who wasn't necessarily on board with taking Pickett in the first round. Okay. But he grew by leaps and bounds, I think, in the second half of last year. If he makes the kind of throws that he made against Indy, that he made against. Uh, Vegas that he made against Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, if he makes those throws more routinely this year, then they're again a heavily juiced nine-win team that has a chance to win ten if everything goes right. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Steelers are winning the Super Bowl. Like I'm right. not going over the no. top with this thing. No. But I, I look at the Patriots and I see it. I see uh, lots of question marks about how many points they're going to score, and I I don't know in that division. I'm not a. I'll, I'll paraphrase all or. or Begin all of this with I am fading Aaron Rodgers big this year. I don't so believe you, in the Jets. If you're fading the Bills and you're fading the Jets, yes. yeah. If two against the Dolphins, if two against hurt, I mean. So then yeah. you're you're right in line. So everyone saying, goes everyone goes nine and eight, and, and somebody's got to make the playoffs, right? right? But the Patriots going nine and eight is over their win total, and they're oh, in the conversation oh, of making the playoffs. But but oh, but I, th- we're talking we're talking about quarterbacks getting <laughs> hurt. We're talking about Diggs holding out and not wanting to play. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers right looking like a forty year old, which he'll be in what a month and a half. Don't forget that Mac Jones made the Pro Bowl in twenty twenty two, and he has oh. a new offensive coordinator that's going to run an offense. It's very confident. That's, that's very the- good to him. That's the one redeeming quality here. He actually has an offensive coordinator this year. Facts. So that, I, I will be curious to see how that affects things. I just I don't see the playmakers there. And you know, you make you, you make it's an it's an interesting comparison. Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett. I, I think Pickett is incrementally better than Mac Jones because I was Why? that underwhelmed by Jones last year. You could okay. use your argument about the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I would say, well, Kenny Pickett had Matt freaking Canada calling things <laughs> for him last year. So neither one of them had Don Coriel uh, playbook to work with. Definitely. Not. Um, but I, I will say this. I think Pickett's got better weapons. I, I, I George. I mean, Pickens, look, I, people I were moved. sleeping on this though. Don't forget about what the Patriots have done with tight ends. And Mike Kosicki is going to be a monster addition. You talk about the big acquisitions. Mike Kosicki could be the biggest weapon upgrade for the Patriots. We love Kosicki, don't we? Yeah. Back yeah. No, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Kosicki fan. Penn yeah. State so, guy, exactly. I mean, you have Devontae Parker, you have Kendrick Bourne, you have Mike Kosicki, you've got options. It's not, okay, I'll give you the, the weapons for the Steelers are better. hundred percent. I mean, the Pickens, mm-hmm. the, the Pickens could wind up being an all pro type wide out. I mean, he's Ooh, phenomenal. He's, yeah. yes. he's, he's really, really good. So I, I'll give you that. I like your bought 
the Patriots and the Steelers are going to play very similar football games. There's going to be a lot of 1917 games in their future. Mac, if we come back for that game, will you come be on the show? If we come and do a show, we're going to go to the game. Yeah. You know, a guy could maybe hook up a tailgate and all this other stuff. Can we make that happen? I mean, I can call some people. I know a few people (laughs) here and there. We're trying. No, that would be. We're trying. It it, it fits perfectly for a Thursday night Patriots Steelers. Yeah. It needs to happen. I'd love to have that, though. I mean, I'd love to have the Patriots and Steelers battling for playoff positioning there, giving us some of those old Ben Brady type vibes. Sure. I mean, I'll take it. And and well, you you need revenge. You don't want Ben Brady type vibes because then we're walking in and we're winning. So you you don't want Uh, Ben Brady type. I don't think that I don't think Al Riveron's still running the replay center. So we'll see about that. And your, hey, defense, and your defense is not the same exact defense every single time Brady drops back to pass. So that's right. good. Right. The zone is gone. Stop, stop with the Patriot reliving <laughs> all the stuff, please. Let's swing it. Let's swing it for a minute to this. See, Mac, P. Ralt has a college football season win total play. Mm. And he has been talking about Penn State and Bruce Feldman's report, we talked about it last week. They got more freaks than anybody. Mm-hmm. Excitement is so high It is for the boys up in State College and us returning to glory. How do you feel? Why did you do that? You're excited about Penn State and their season win total going over nine and a half. Are you not? What, I, uh, definitely over nine and a half. Okay. Definitely over nine and a half. You're going to be Michigan at home, please. Uh, that's the thing. Here's so here's what I'm worried about. Here's where I see absolute hell breaking loose and oh, chaos happening. Don't say it. Penn State beats Ohio State on the road. Right. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Huge, huge, huge win. Right. Undefeated going into that game. Win. Stay undefeated. Undefeated going into the Michigan game. Okay. <gasps> oh God. But Michigan's Michigan's a wagon this year. I think. I, I really. Uh, so Damn. they lose to Michigan. Okay. Okay. Fair. So now we've got undefeated Michigan. We've got one loss Ohio State to Penn State, and Penn State with one loss to well Michigan. Then comes Michigan, Ohio State. And what does Harbaugh do in big moments? Loses. Exactly. And then we get Ohio (laughs) State beat Michigan. All three have one loss. It's a merry-go-round of losses. Let me tell you who's going to lose in that scenario. Unfortunately, as much as I hate it, our guys lose in that scenario. We go back to the Outback Bowl in that situation. But hold on. I mean, because the way the Big Ten, I'm not sure the Big Ten tiebreaker is, but wouldn't it, I mean, common opponent would come into play, right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the Big Ten even has tiebreakers, Matt. They may put cows <laughs> in a field and see which I, one I, tips I, over first. I think the Big Ten added another team right before we started the show. <laughs> but what the hell is going on? I do think all three teams are really evenly matched. I think Michigan is the favorite there, but I mean, you tell me over on the win total. Yes, absolutely. They are. There are a bunch of athletic freaks up there. The fact that you get Fashionu back, staying to play left tackle for another year when he should have been a top ten pick in the draft is enormous. That's huge for Drew Aller, giving him time to work from the pocket and occasionally break loose and make something happen. I like him to go eleven and one. I do, and, and that's not. That's no, but again, I don't know if 11 and one gets them in the playoff, depending Doesn't. on how all things shake out. Um, 12 and one does though, but not 11 and one. They got to win the big 10 then. They probably got to win the big 10 championship game. And you have to hope that Georgia doesn't have, you know, it, it, Georgia has nothing on the schedule. So Georgia's going into the sec title game undefeated, most likely, unless something weird happens in Knoxville in late November. 
Um, so you're probably getting two SEC teams again, right? You're getting Bama or LSU and Georgia. And there you go. And then we're not even talking about what happens if if USC has a decent season out West mm-hmm. or if Clemson and Florida State, you know, they're battling back and forth. ACC title winner gets in. You're absolutely right, Matt. They got to they got to win the Big Ten championship game and they got to go into the Big Ten championship game with one loss or fewer. What is the feeling? Dave mentioned it, but like are people in Penn State country, are they happy that they'll go to a road game on the West Coast? Like, do they like the fact that they're going to play West Coast West Coast football as a well, conference game? I don't think I think they like the idea of USC being in the conference. Obviously, UCLA is a different a different animal. Oregon and Washington are kind of here nor there. But I think what's key, and Dave, you're a couple years older than me, not much, but a couple years older. Is Penn State fans of our age in particular remember what it was like to be the redheaded stepchild of the Big Ten for a long time? Yeah, and I'll be honest, you know. Rutgers and Maryland are what they are. Nobody really looks at Rutgers and Maryland as Big Ten schools. They've kind of taken on that redheaded stepchild mantle in the yeah. Big Ten. Yeah. Um, I think I think Penn State is is looking forward to actually, I don't know, feeling like a legit Big Ten school maybe for the first huh. time ever. It's been 35 years. Is that – no, 30, 30, 30 years or so since they officially yeah. joined – yeah, so 30 years exactly yeah, 30 since years. they joined the, yep. the Big Ten. Uh, the, the year after they, they joined, they got screwed by Nebraska out of a national title. Um, Absolutely right. Sausage King was here over the weekend. He's, he's, he was, he was there. telling me about it. Nebraska yeah. fans. I still, could John Carter still be running against Oregon? If there were, if there was, if there was a goal at the end of the Rose Bowl. Um, so I, I don't know. I think Penn state fans are just looking forward to actually feeling like a big 10 blue blood. Like there had been a college football blue blood forever. Right. But n- n- we're we're on the inside looking out now at the newbies coming into the Big Ten. It, yeah. it, I, I don't know. Kind of nice. Yeah, it but is kind of nice. What about the other school in Pittsburgh or the school in Pittsburgh, Pitt? Mm-hmm. Where are they going to end up? We were talking. We're fr- <laughs> Matt's a college football guy and a college yeah. guy, and like I love college football, college sports. What's Pitt going to end up? That, they better jump to a conference because I don't think the ACC is much for, you know, future there. Yeah, I don't think so. either. I, I, because, look, Florida State and Clemson are hanging around for now in North Carolina. But I think you give it another year or two. Florida State will find the money to get out and still support their programs. Um, North Carolina and Clemson will probably take some tips and some pointers from Florida mm-hmm. State. Right. So we're a couple years away from those three effectively breaking up the ACC. Um, Notre Dame, then who knows what happens with, with them, but it leaves you with somewhere around 11 or 12 ACC schools. What's better at that point? Like adding what South Florida and I don't know who else would you add to the right. ACC at that point? And you start to look a little conference USA ish. Um, yes. So I, I agree. I think Pitt really needs to be proactive. The one thing I worry about Dave, and this is flown under the radar just a little bit here because it's summertime and people aren't paying as much attention to the second page stories is Gene Smith's hanging him up at Ohio state a year from now, right? He's, he's said, I'm retiring a year from now. Where did Heather Like work for a decade and a half under Gene Smith? Columbus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heather Like, the AD at Pitt. If she gets a sweet offer from Ohio State a year from she now, gone. she gone. Right. And I think that puts Pitt in a precarious position if they're working on jumping somewhere or making something happen. I'd love to see them. 
and the Big 12 has been really aggressive. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't hate moving to the Big 12, uh, re- reigniting that rivalry with West Virginia, the backyard brawl on a yearly basis, uh, having some other nice matches. Is it a ton of travel? Yeah, but they mm-hmm. have the Olympic sports programs. That's one thing Heather Lake has done a great job of. They have the non revenue generating programs to compete in the Big 12 whether they're playing volleyball in Waco on a Tuesday or soccer in Tempe on a Friday or whatever it may be, they can compete. They've done a great job with the Olympic sports Heather like has. So I think that would make a ton of sense for them. And the big, the only way they could do better than that would be end up in the big 10, but the big 10 has no interest in Pitt because they already have the Pittsburgh market. So I think we've talked about that before. Unfortunately for Pitt, the Big Ten will probably never happen. And that really, the SEC is not an option, which means the Big 12 is the next best, right? Right. Or else you sit around in the ACC waiting for things to crumble around you. We saw how that worked out for Oregon State and Washington State, Stanford. and Still looking. Still looking. Uh, Chris, my last one, and Dave can finish up with you. So Pittsburgh and Boston, people have kind of a common enemy in John Henry because, well, the Penguins are owned by Family Sports Group and they own the Red Sox, and Red Sox aren't doing anything, and the Red Sox fans really are angry at John Henry. I'm not sure Pittsburgh fans are as angry, but what is the feeling about the Penguins, and how do Penguin fans feel about the cup being in Las Vegas with the Golden Knights. Well, we've pressed pause, I think, a little bit on storming PPG Paints Arena with pitchforks and torches <laughs> looking for John Henry or anybody else with an FSG polo on um, because they went out and they got Carlson. And that's just enormous. I mean, Carlson and Latang, you know, one of the two of them will be on the ice like 80% of the time. Yeah. If they don't have a 30% power play, it'll be embarrassing. They, they should be ashamed of themselves. So that's one thing. I think people expect the team to be back in the playoffs this year, bare minimum. If not, get me a couple of wins in the play, a couple of series wins in the playoffs. Huh. The, the goal has to be now in the final few years of Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and now Carlson, um, although he's a few years younger get me back to a cup final. That's my expectation anyway. Maybe that standard is too high, but I think that's the only reason you go after an Eric Carlson is to to get our guys back to a cup final before you break up the band. Um, oh boy. That, that's, do we have the goaltending to do this? Well, we won't, we won't know. We won't know until the middle of April. I, you can't Tristan Jari could go 82 and O with a 0.00 goals against average. He could pitch 82 shutouts and we're still all going to sit there and wait for the middle of April in the first the round of the playoffs. Bet the over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's bet over. Oh my God. Right. Oh, all right. That's that, that, that concluded the hockey talk part of the show. The last question. <laughs> We're coming to that game, December 7th. Okay. Say, if this happens, where are we got to go to dinner? All right. P. Rold is a foodie. He loves good food. He's a big barbecue guy and all that other stuff. Barbecue. It doesn't have to be barbecue. What about Italian, Matt? Can we do Italian? Okay. Sure. Okay. Papa Papa Jay's in the strip. They got a place. They got a place in Carnegie, too, but I love the joint down in the strip. Perfect. The guy that runs the place is super nice, like personally welcomes you when you walk into the restaurant, oh. sit down. All the pasta is homemade. It's beautiful. Manja. It's uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Chris, Chris, yeah, we'll do it. Chris, we'll see you hopefully this season. If not, yes. we'll see you back on BVB, I'm sure, at some point during the year. Thank you for the time. Good to have you on. Sounds good, boys. We'll talk soon. Thanks. It's Chris Mac, the Chris Mac on Twitter to go and follow him. That was a lot of fun to get him on. Look at that. Two guests in one day in out. Easy peasy. Good stuff.
Show's really coming together, Pepper. It's really <laughs> coming together. A couple all-stars on this squad right here. Yeah, we're rolling. It's, it's it's good stuff. All right, so let's roll into the Circa Sports schedule of the day because, well, we go from Pittsburgh right to Pittsburgh. Right to Pittsburgh. Circa Million, Circa Survivor. Man, are we, were we, were we busy this weekend? And we're going to be really busy coming up Thursday and Friday. We are live from Circa Sports, 4 million and Survivor weekend from 11 to till 1-ish or so Pacific. We'll be live upstairs in the ballroom at Circa Sports for the Million and Survivor. It's five picks against the spread for Million. Survivor, it's one team. All they do is win and advance. Stay alive. Your share of eight million in Survivor, six million for Circa Million. For more information, log on to circasports.com. We are going into 32 teams and 32 shows. NFL team of the day, the Pittsburgh Steelers, like we mentioned. Eight and a half is the win total. Minus 150 at BetMGM. We're getting <laughs> expensive. Not- they will not move that number. I just, I don't know why. Just move it to nine. Take the lumps if it falls nine. Who in the hell wants to walk into a joint and pay minus 150 on a season win total? I get to hold the money as the book for four months, and you got to lay to 150. I just don't understand it, but that's the number. Expensive. Reasons to be excited. Kenny Pickett is expected to take a big step forward in year number two, and the defense could be the best in the AFC. It's it's possible. The defense is going to fly around. Now, the schedule is going to be difficult. Pittsburgh plays eight yes. teams that made the playoffs last season, and okay. three of the last four, when you're coming down the stretch trying to contend for a playoff berth, three of the last four on the road. That I don't like for Pittsburgh. That's not fun. So let's go over the schedule here for the Pittsburgh. And by the way, I should have showed him the, 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 the fun little Pittsburgh, but, but I, I didn't, I, I didn't do that. By the way, do you see the, 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 this guy's the chiefs? That's oh, the come chiefs. on. What, what is that? It's a lion. It's, it's the chief. It is a lion. I don't know. He's I, not a chief. I still like that guy. That guy's that that guy's fun. I like him. He's cute. Okay, here here's your schedule for your the Pittsburgh Steelers. So far, I love it. I love it. the Packer the Packer the Packer rodent, whatever the heck that is, a mouse or a, it's a mouse field mouse. It's your favorite. You, know, you keep telling us. I like it. It's cute. All right, uh, San Francisco opens up the season in Pittsburgh. Win. Steelers Boy. are winning the game. They're winning that game. All right, they're going one and one to start. They're either winning San Fran and losing Cleveland or losing Cleveland. Monday night at home, Tomlin on Monday nights. Are you are you not familiar with his records on Monday night in prime time? They're winning that game too. So they're losing the Niners. So they're losing the Niners then. One and one. I got two at Las Vegas here. This is where they trip up. I disagree. It's going to be a GD home game. Oh, for sure. It's oh, gonna it's going to be crazy, but it's going to be going to end up with an aggravating loss. I already can feel it. Now yeah, they win here. I hope you're right. Yeah, they they win here. They win at Houston. They open win them up three both. And, yeah, they open up three and one. I have three and one with a different path. Yep, they lose to Baltimore. At home. Yep. No, they're winning that Steelers game. Steelers are beating four you. Four and one before the break. Why is it by so early? Really early. I have them it four stinks. and one. I have I have them uh, I have them three and two. At I have the bye. four. At the Rams. After the bye. Oh, they're good off the bye. Yeah, They'll be all right. Five. Either. I have four. Five wins. That game's in LA. We know yeah. people in LA. We have to go to that game in LA. At Jacksonville. Sorry, home for Jacksonville. Sorry, home for Jacksonville. They're going to lose that game. Boy. Yeah, I agree. But they beat Tennessee. On Thursday night at home? You're yeah. damn right they do. That's six. Is that Tennessee got mascot coming? 
he ain't going to make it through the whole game. Uh, the Tennessee I, mascot is not going to – if he comes on the road, he should stay home. <laughs> I don't have a Tennessee mascot. Uh, let's That's see. Six I have five. Wins. Home for Green Bay. God, that three games in a row at home. Look at that schedule. That you 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 almost have to win all those three given what's I, gonna happen. I think they win a Green Bay game too. That's seven wins. I have six. Seven. At Cleveland. No, they lose that game. Last. Oh, oh I agree. At Cincy. Damn it. No, they lose that game too. I still got seven. Home for Arizona. Come on, bro. Eight. Yeah. I have seven. Home for the Patriots. You already know. Hold on. What are you shaking your head for? Seven. Patriots win that game. Patriots uh, win that game? Yep. At at Indy win. I got nine already. And you lose New England, out. They win. Is it New England nine? And then Patriots is, or Colts is ten. I have eight. I got ten. I have eight and they lose out. Home for I Cincy at Seattle at Baltimore. Out. They lose to Cincy. On they a lose Saturday at Seattle afternoon at home. They lose at Seattle and they lose at Baltimore. That is a brutal. You go, you put, you play Thursday after Sunday, then you're at Indy, then you're home for Joe Burrow, then you're across the country to Seattle, then you're coming all the way back to play Baltimore on the road. They get the long week for that Colts game. They're winning that Colts game. At, yes, at I agree. I agree. And they lose out. It's over. The number should be nine. It should be nine. I probably would. I can see I, nine. I I mean, they, they just missed with the eight and a half. and just just keep juicing it. But. but nine and eight is legitimate. Like I would bet nine and eight. Yeah. But that's not the All margin. Right, do, the margin is a coin flip. Let's ask the, the chat. We got a nice crowd in here again today. Thank you, boys and girls, for being here. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. We're trying our best. We're getting guests. We're doing this thing. We're doing the millions. Uh, you know, story today, schedule today. You got over. You got under. Steelers schedules right there. Let's make the number nine. That's a little, that's more of a skill push. Nine is a push for me. They go nine and eight. What's the top? 11. I think uh, maybe, I think the top might be 10. I I may give I may have given them all the the games that they're going to get. Like if you go San Fran, Cleveland, Vegas, Houston, they open up four and zero, so they beat Baltimore. They're five and zero at the at the at the break, right? They're gonna go six. I'm just warning you now. Uh-huh. The show is gonna take a complete turn if Why? the Steelers are five and zero. That's good. It's a good it's turn. It's gonna be amazing. Oh, it's gonna be fun. Oh, there's sure. No question. I don't think there's a chance in hell they're five and zero. But man, that's gonna be a fun damn October if it if they're it's five and zero. On I week after that. I think it's completely impossible, but okay, so I think they'll open six and because they'll win on the road at LA. I think they'll beat the Rams. Rams are going to suck. And then they got three home games. Right. Which then I think everything could fall apart. That's, that's the worry, right? I mean, but they could open up. It's, it's not crazy. They could open up seven and one. It's not crazy. Wow. Eight and over one. The, they, over they, they could over. open up eight and one. Okay. And then end the year 10 and seven. Oh, that's, just rude of you. I'm mean, it's, it's just a fact. Would be such at a, Cleveland, at Cincy, at Indy, at Seattle, at Baltimore. They could win two of those games. They might win one of those games. And then they have Cincinnati at home, Patriots at home. They could lose both those games. Man, oh man. So that's going to be the they're going to be at the from basically the 19th of November on. All those games except Indy and Arizona are one score games. Those are coin flip games on either side. Damn you. I hate 
when you're right, like right like that with my team. I don't like that. <laughs> but they're all going to be tight football games. So it could go their way. They could have a magical season. If it all falls right, they could wind up going 12 and, you know, 12 and five. And you're like, holy crap. They're the, the two seed going into the playoffs. But if it all falls apart, could be the other way around. Jeez, all the boys in the chat put over to over to over yeah, to yeah, over yeah. to over to over to nine. It's hard to push. make. It's hard to make a case. One for person them. said under. Yeah, oh. it's, it's it's hard to make a case for the under. I mean, you you could you you. I think you're really struggling. You're you're looking for something if you want to make a make an under bet there. You're you're expecting injuries. You're expecting, you know, a lot of things to happen that are bit probably right now are not going to happen. Okay, time for the brigade proxy and pro football story of the day. 702-570-8255. Jeremy this morning gave us a text message to sign up. We appreciate you doing that, sir. We'll see you on Sunday here in town to sign up for both the Westgate Super Contest and the Circa Million. He's doing them both. And we can he handle is doing both. both. And we can hook you up. We can take you around, hook you up, and get you all revved up and good to go for this football season. Text us and let us know because we're going to be a little busy this weekend with Thursday, Friday, and Saturday being Circa Million Weekend and Circa Survivor Weekend. So live show Thursday, Friday, if you've not heard. Story of the day. Ravens 24-game win streak is on the line tonight. <laughs> Baltimore's minus one and a half. Is it CBW or CDW that tagged us on the Twitter with the soundbite of the guy saying what he said this morning? And it's one reason why I bet it. I love that. Please do that. If you want other people to see it on the Twitter, put a dot or a word in front of the tags for us say like hey sports bk can sig sports talk matt and then put what you want to put and everybody will see it but i appreciated what he said which is basically who gives a fuck thank you (laughs) i like when you say it too (laughs) i seriously it's he said it perfectly preseason game you you really like Washington tonight because of that? It's not the only reason why I like Washington tonight. Oh, okay. They're playing the third and fourth string quarterbacks. Baltimore is. This is not the whole dressing. Time. This is not no Huntley and Lamar are not dressing. They're not playing. Like the, the Lamar. I mean, I I believe when you read Harbaugh say I don't care about the streak, and he says it publicly. Yeah. And you can say, well, he's just saying that publicly. No, I actually believe him. I actually think that they've got bigger things to worry about right now. Right. And I think at some in other years, doing well in the preseason meant, meant getting the guys mentally ready to go for the season. He felt like there yes. was some value in winning a preseason game to establish a culture of winning. Yes. I don't think he cares. They almost they should have lost the last game. They won on a last second field goal by one point. At some point, it almost becomes like a silly burden distraction. Yeah, I agree. I think they'd rather lose it just to get out of the way. I, I think they're tired of being asked about, about it. it. Right. Yeah. Just I think they're done. Stop. I mean, and then, you know, we're in a content space with the gambling. And yep. everyone's talking about it. Even now, content people that are becoming gambling people because they have to talk about it. What do you talk about on a Monday night? You talk about baseball or do you talk right. about the Ravens? you know streak good luck i i i think i think it's a flip i think the flip is for washington i think it's a bigger deal them winning tonight they're trying to do what the ravens have done establish culture show that they can win games get their fan base excited it's a bigger game to washington that's why i think washington wins they're at home it's a bigger game for them (laughs) 
I took the, I took the one and a half points just because. What's the total right now? 37 and a half was the total this morning. The total is. If you want to get really crazy, and I'm not telling anyone to do this, but you could oh, do this. You, you could tease this to seven and a half and take the total down to 31 and a half and bet the over. Hold on. Timeout. 20 second timeout. You want to tease a preseason game? Just saying, if you really want to be involved, you could tease. You could do this, and I, I would feel pretty comfortable. This, this is going to be, if the Ravens win, I don't see the Ravens winning by more than three points. Do that winning margin bet instead of the teaser. Don't you could do you could do that preseason. What? But you- only Fanduel offers that. If you're not in a book, if you don't have a Fanduel book, or you don't have you're not access to Fanduel, you can't do that. Fanduel has the book where you can one to thirteen margin of victory is plus one sixty five for the Ravens and plus one seventy five for the Commanders. Okay. Um. Could could you call your shot? Call this a tie? JC from KC said this could be a tie game tonight. <laughs> I'm on plus one and a half. I'm good with that. Go ahead. I took the points. So. Bet the tie. I'm, at, I'm on plus one and a half, so what I'm good with that. What in the hell is going on right it's now? It's possible. 17-15 was the final in Washington's first game. In a one point twenty nineteen. I think the final was for right. the win. So you, you tease it down. Both those scores are over 31 and a half. God, what are we doing? So just saying. I'm just saying, if you want to be involved in this tonight, it's just, oh, it's, it's a, I'm not, I didn't do it. I'm just saying it's a, it's an option. Okay. If you That's want fine. to go ahead and do that, I'm not recommending it. I didn't bet it. Just if you So like. is dipping mozzarella cheese in ranch. Fine. But, but people have you heard Minty Betts come on today and say she loves doing it. So people do do it. You can tease a preseason game. It is allowed if you would like to do that. <laughs> uh, okay. Couple of quick things before we yeah. get to get, we get to better to book it. Yeah. Uh, Harbaugh self-imposed three game suspension is going to start immediately. That's good. Matter or not. Zero. Zero. <laughs> it means absolutely Zero matters. Nothing. It means nothing. Did you see the three games? Yes, he's, he, he's going to coach the Rutgers game. Uh-oh, look out. He, yeah. he was worried about those Scarlet Knights. You know, be careful on that. Uh, and then before we do better to book it, Caesars has pulled out of their partnership with Raynham oh. Park in Massachusetts. Today, the Massachusetts Gaming Commission had a hearing for Raynham Park's application for a Category 2 sports betting license, which means they're trying to become a book on their own. Caesars decided to not run that sports book. Uh, what is going on in Massachusetts? You've, is been this what, this, you've been to this place, right? I have, but this was supposed to be a pretty big... This is now going on the third book that is trying to operate out of there. <laughs> That's not good. And technically, Betfred was supposed to be there before the launch. Really, it's its fourth book. Right. It was supposed to be there. I've never been to this place, but when we go back there, you're going to take me out there and we're going to see this place. Go see I've been Jillian. to many treks. It's by Julian's house. Okay. Well, I mean, we got to make sure Jules calls us back. Jules won't answer my He's Uh-oh. not answering my calls. I'm going to have to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've tr- got to reach out to Ian e Emerson and see what's on? going on right getting there. Jealous. Uh oh. Well, I don't know what it is. Is Jules getting jealous? Is Emerson's getting too much run on the show? I don't know what's happening, but. Wow. Tracks and books, you would think, would make a natural mix. Correct. Okay? When I went to Wheeling, they said this would be a perfect place for a sports book because we had a dog track on the Wheeling Island Casino. Okay. And I went, do those people necessarily want to bet on sports? Like, what is the appeal? Like, are we going to get more people here? 
because people are betting on sports and that will help the track. I didn't think so, but the guy that ran the dog track side of things insisted that this would be a good thing. You've been to Raynham Park. You know physically where it's at. Yep. They're trying to turn this into like Caesars Palace Sportsbook. Like they want to build a big thing. And I keep telling people from the time when I was out of the M, you keep expanding these retail locations for what? Why do you do this, p I think they believe that betting is going to be so popular that people will just have to be in a sports book. And that's just not the case. And so you have a racetrack, you have a casino with slot machines, not table games with slot machines. When you have this phone. Right. Thing, that's the problem. You you're, in, in, you're, you're in between. Raynham Park is in between Boston and Providence. It would be, I'll say this, like I, I said it to you last night. I think if fanatics were to go in there, you could do some cool things around Patriot game days. Okay. You, you could build like an experience that might bring people down there during Patriot games, but there's only eight, nine of those a year. Correct. So it's not like that's a regular occurrence all throughout the entire season or entire calendar years. It's going to bring people to Raynham park. So getting people physically to go there is going to be a problem no matter who is in there. <laughs> It's just not a big population site. It's why the Racino didn't hasn't worked all that well. It's a bunch of blue hairs betting on the ponies. Or playing the slots. Yeah. Whatever they're doing. They don't, they're not looking at the Baltimore Washington game tonight. And they definitely don't care about the Red Sox and the Astros game. Maybe that would be the kind only do, baseball game. Yeah, that's it. That's the only one they care about, right? But they don't care about the rest. No. Um have you seen any of Linehan's? Tweets today. Yeah, it doesn't sound, doesn't sound like it's going well for Random Park. Or Jessica, uh, what is her name? Wellman. Yeah, uh, yeah, Jessica Wellman, right? Katina. They're doing an unbelievable job live they're, tweeting. Yeah. The Massachusetts Gaming Control Board, whatever they're that they are doing an unbelievable job. They are holding these people accountable. It's fascinating. If you guys are interested in this at all or in that area and want to know who might be going in, let us know. Because I don't think they have a clue. No, they don't. I mean, in in getting the license, I mean, there's a lot of holes. Raynham Park opened in 1940, and it's been going for a long time. 1940? Yeah. And so that's part of the problem. There's a lot of like, they're asking all the right questions about how did it start and who started it and where did it go? Like they're going through the whole history of the property as to how it got to where it is today. And there's a lot of holes in the story as to how it got to where it is today. And that's not voting well for the license. So they're going to need a third, they're going to need a third operator to go in there. They're going to need another, some book that wants to go in there and build. I just think, I think about the guy who got the, the call from Caesars to go in there and gut and renovate and rebuild and design the sports book. And then got the phone call from Caesar saying, Oh yeah, by the way, that like half a million dollar spend we were going to do with you. Yeah. We're not doing that anymore. The guy's like, wait a minute. I I planned out all these different, I hired all these people. I was, we were going to have the biggest job down on the South shore. This is huge. Now we're not doing it anymore. Oh, <laughs> like that's, I feel for the, I feel for the, for the construction people. I feel for the people that thought they were going to have a big score and it got, pulled. I was that guy in wheeling. Ooh. I went to wheeling and we started 
doing interviews and putting people through HR and hiring people. And the casino spent 400000 to turn the country bar into a sports book. Mm. They put the screens in. They put the counter in. We helped with the whole thing, you know, made suggestions. They took most of them. They didn't take some of them. And then I am going, software doesn't work. I don't, what am I going to do here? I didn't tell anybody. I think it was a may, it was one of the most stressful times of my life because my wife and daughter stayed in Vegas. Yeah, it's tough. I'm sitting there for 12 hours a day in West Virginia going, what did I do? Why did I do this? And I lasted eight weeks. I left before it opened. It opened and opened a month and then closed. So I, I have, you said that and I was thinking, well, I feel for that poor guy too, or poor girl, because you make all these plans, big spend. You have, you paint a picture. You, this is your Picasso. Let's put this together and do it large and big. And then um, pull the rug out, pull the football like Lucy and go, eh, we're not doing it now. Where does Rain and Park go from here, though? I don't know. I'm not sure they know. Because uh, you're 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 hoping that FanDuel or DraftKings wants it, but they've already said no. They've already passed on it. DraftKings sure as heck ain't going in there. DraftKings is doing everything in Boston. And WinBet's not doing anything, obviously. Encore wants to give it away. They don't want to have it. BetMGM is in Western Mass. They don't want it. FanDuel has shown no interest in it. So you're running out of operators. Fanatics is like their last hope. Hail Mary. Yeah. It's literally a Hail Mary. If they don't want it, if Fanatics doesn't want it, that part, that property may just sit there for a while until somebody figures out what to do with it. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It I mean, it's been open since 1940 without a sports book. It'll, right. it'll stay open without a sports book. But it's book. dying. I mean, horse tracks in Boston have been dying. It's the last one. I mean, so, I mean Suffolk Downs is gone. Um, I'm, blanking oh. on the, I'm blanking on the other one that's gone. But there's there were three. Now there's one. So it's aging population. People don't go there anymore. Right. You know, kids aren't going to the track. <laughs> It was still fun. Like I like taking the kids to the track, like in Del Mar and Santa Anita. I've done that, but I don't know if I'd take them to Raynham Park. No, I, I don't. No, <laughs> not no. No. Would, okay. No, no. No. I would not be. No. Okay. I would not. I would not take them to Raynham Park. <laughs> Forgot the proxy stinger, but that's fine. You guys will avoid. The proxy stinger. I forgot to play that for the brigade proxy stinger. I want to like, play it right now, just for the people. Just, 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 just for the fun. Yeah, I should know that. Uh, better to book it time. Dave likes it. He bets. He doesn't. He books it. Uh, Washington plus one and a half tonight against the Baltimore Ravens. I've booked. Every bet you've made in the preseason so far. I'm two and three, by the way, in that. So you're, I'm, I'm losing, but I'm not I'm that ahead. far. I'm ahead. I know. A little, and bit, I, a little bit. I don't want to even change it, but I think you're right with all of this. This is the <laughs> night yeah. that the streak ends. Washington wins the game. Let's 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 go with betting it. Okay. Uh, enjoy. Let's see what happens. Don't have to text me to score. Red Sox money line. Keep it going against Houston. 
Get a W, Paxton on the hill, got a lefty against those left-handed bats for Houston. Red Sox beat writers said that that's the loosest the clubhouse has been all year after sweeping the Yankees. They're going to Houston, and they know that they're three games behind in the loss column to Houston. Not saying they're going to sweep them, but if they do, they're tied with Houston, and they'll they'll be in the second wildcard spot. They'll be right there. You were ready to stop talking about baseball a month ago. They're reeling you back in. Now you're betting my blood. Can't my get blood. away from them. I know. Well, I, 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 I learn the baseball spot. stuff every day. It's a it's a plus money spot. It's a good spot for the Red Sox coming off the sweep, and they're hot right now. They shouldn't have won that game yesterday. That was a gift. Okay, they should have lost that. They got the overturned call at home plate and won the game in the top of the ninth inning. When those things are going right, you're running right. Red Sox money line plus money. Good case. I think you're right. I say bet it. I think I think this is the game of the series. They win. I like them today. Uh, tomorrow the matchup is Hauk against Verlander. They're going to lose that game. <laughs> yeah, not good. They're going to lose that game right now, yeah. and then we'll determine what they do on Wednesday. But good yeah. call. Yeah. I agree. And then finally, I'm going over ten Mets and the Braves tonight. Today, over ten Mets and Braves today. Pitching matchup: Peterson and. Is that Damian Wayans? Wayans? Yeah, I have no idea. It's a one of the Wayans brothers is it's pitching op- now for the Braves. It's an opener. Oh, these teams have been scoring against each other, including one game where the Braves scored twenty-one runs. I was going to say this is the twenty game. Yeah, they scored 21, yeah. 21 three. Over to yeah, over to finally so. Braves offense, Braves team total. It's been a frustration to kind of watching like where what's going on with the Braves. Why aren't the Braves scoring more runs? But I think today they score a bunch. So. Is that you have three plays? That's it. Yep. So I, I say bet all three. I haven't done this in a while. This is on the, what they say bet all three. You did. Yes. Oh, boy. All right. That's that's worked before. That has. You know, that's part of the show. Sometimes we're on the same page. Other times I just listening to you, you know, like when you talked <laughs> about, you know, somebody getting hurt and all that other stuff. You right. didn't have to do that earlier. I'm still. A little bit pissed off about that, but that's okay. It happens. TJ Watt Watt gets hurt every year. Not getting hurt. It it happens every year. It's not like I'm making a proclamation. It's pretty much like a consistent thing. How many games will he miss? That's the question. Every time you say this, like for the no-hitters, when we do the sports grid together, it broke up the (laughs) no-hitter. Stop saying TJ Watt's going to get hurt because you've been right. If you use the same knowledge, well, I've been wrong. I said no-hitter, 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 and then they don't get a no-hitter. So if I'm saying he's getting hurt, getting hurt, getting hurt, he doesn't get hurt. So by the logic. If he gets hurt, it's just like get dinged up and miss a game. They can withstand a game or two. Yeah, which game? One or two games that could end up with a losing record, and then they're they're not going to even – you know, even come close to making it. I just want them close to making a the playoffs. They're going to be, they're going to be close to making the playoffs. Yes. They're going to be in the conversation. AFC is not that deep. So yeah. Chiefs are coming back down to earth. Chargers. Are the Chargers. Now you've said stuff on a show. You said rain and park pulled out. Yeah. And I, I almost went <laughs> right. And then you just said, um, what, what did you say? It, and it had another reference. I can't even, I, I just heard it. I can't the, the AFC East, the AFC is not that deep. <laughs> not that deep. They're balls deep. What are you talking about? Okay. Talk Chiefs, about the top teams. Chiefs Bengals. are Chiefs having a down year. Bengals have a hurt, hurt quarterback. Keep on, keep Bills? going. Bills are going to have a down year. What the people think because it's the Bills. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Don't buy it for a second. Jacksonville Jaguars are winning twelve games. Lot to prove still with the Jags. 
Baltimore Ravens, Lamar on a revenge mission. I like it, but I I mean, it, okay. That's one team that I, I that's like a lot. Seven teams. That's deep. I, and, and there's questions with all of them. I mean, big questions with all of them. I think the AFC is way better than the NFC. No, well, maybe. But I mean, I think the Eagles are the defending champs for the NFC. They're going to be very good. The Cowboys are going to be decent if, if Dak stops throwing interceptions. The Niners are going to be very difficult to deal with. I mean, with that defense, it could be their time. This could, if Brock Purdy stays healthy, it could be them with what they're going to try to do. I think the North is going to be better than people think. There's some teams I think will rise up and be okay. And I think the South is going to have something to say. I, I, I think that South is going to be interesting. I don't think the gap is nearly as wide between the AFC and NFC as everyone everyone thinks. Really? Yeah, I think I think it's not. I, I like, there's like I three like good Carolina teams total in the NFC. I like Carolina. I like Atlanta. Um, Holy crap! What you know, I think Tampa's going to stink, but I, I think that there are teams in the NFC that, that are going to make some noise. And I, again, I think the Chiefs' weapons are a question. I, I think they're I think they're going to have some trouble. Last year, remember when they couldn't cover to save their lives? Been that way for two years now. Yeah, I might get those games where they're not covering could be losses now for them. Chargers yeah. stay healthy, but Chargers can win the division. It's possible. They never even mention them, right? They have to stay healthy. They just don't stay healthy. So, just oh, say it's this is good. We're getting the football talk. We talked yeah. college football. We got a little pro football. I got to bet it for you. Okay, shoot. Before we Cubs minus one fifteen. At Detroit, the way the Cubs are playing, who's how pitching? is that line? Assad is pitching. That's why. What are you talking about? He's winning. The Cubs are winning. Better to yeah. book it. Um, who is going for the Tigers? Alfredo. Oh. A Fado. Yeah. Cubs. Yeah. Fado. I think yeah, that's how I'm you good. say his name. Fado. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. With the Cubs. Uh, okay, we got to wrap here before we do favorite thing about today. So we got we got to let go of our friends uh, who are there at. If you guys are live on YouTube and on Twitter, stick around for you guys on Sports Grid. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. If you ever want to watch this? Go to our YouTube channel. You can watch us on YouTube at Boston Please. versus the Book. Time for bonus time. Favorite thing about today is what? And you know my favorite thing about today, but we can't talk about it right now. Oh, that news? Yeah, we got news. I I, I teased in the Discord channel that uh, that we're gonna have news, but you know how bureaucrats and lawyers are, so they they said, "Hey, you can't you can't say this yet." I said, "All right, fine." So we'll, I was so excited to say it today. Yeah, I was driving but, home and the texts were coming, and I was like, "Oh man, how am I gonna sit on this for?" Oh, this good. We gotta get. It's good news. It, it's not huge news. It's not like earth shattering, but it's good news. No, but it's exciting, and yeah. you know, it's exciting. So. That was my favorite thing about today. In addition to two great guests, Minty, oh. awesome, Mac, awesome, um, and my middle kid is at freshman college orientation. <laughs> I cannot believe it. I I literally had that aha dad moment where I looked. I literally leaned over to my wife. We were sitting next to each other, and then the girls were sitting next to each other on the other side of her. I got the end, by the way. Do you always sit on the end when, when you go? Yeah, always. always. Yeah. Like Kendall sat on the end and Jessica to, to her defense said, get up. Daddy sits on the end. And I was like, nice. Damn right. Thank you. But I leaned over to my wife and I said, I said, 
big ones two years in. I said, this one's just starting. Do you believe it? And she's like, no. And she kind of got like choked up a little yeah, bit. like. And and then I looked around and I said, she's only in fourth grade. We got time. I said, True. but two kids asked her where to go while we were walking around, asked Kendall. Right. She's dressed like a college kid. She got a UNLV t-shirt on. Nice. Baggy pants and stuff. And, and you know, her Jordans. Nice. And I was watching the two of them walk from, you know, from behind them. And I said to Jess, I'm like, you know, she may hit us with she's just going to skip high school and go to college. It was awesome, man. It's, as, as a parent, there's so many things you got ahead of you with a nine-year-old. There's so many people that watch the show that have experienced it with their kids on the back end now. And, you know, we got guys having kids next week. Mr. C's still do. She didn't have the baby yet. It's, it's fun, man. It's just another milestone. So, so it's far, awesome. favorite thing. Uh, the two guests today were awesome. The Discord channel is a lot of fun to be inside of it. I think you, you guys are doing an awesome job. We're going to blow that thing up for, 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 for football season. We have a lot going on. We have a lot, a lot, a lot going on. Who's in your house? I told you. People upstairs doing work. They're banging on things. They're dropping things on, on the house. Uh, I got to go figure out what the hell's going on upstairs. I got to go up there and be like, what are you guys doing? But the weather, they they were, the weather's fine. So there was like, they're going to cancel it. And then I got a text this morning and they're like, hey, we're, we're on because it's, there's no, there's no problems. So I was like, okay, we're on. So see you at two. And then they showed up at 12. And I was like, what the hell are you doing here? So yes, and you can't like yell at people. You're like, uh, uh, yeah. So anyways, thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the brigade. Thank you for being the Discord channel. Those are my favorite things about today. Friday. Dave's going back to back to UNLV. I'm going to knock all this stuff down and post all of it. And then I got a ton of stuff I got to do this afternoon. <laughs> Be back tomorrow. Who knows? Maybe the lawyers say we can talk about what we're going to talk about. We could have an announcement tomorrow or any day this week. Could have a fun announcement. Dave, live Matt, Thursday, Friday. From live Thursday, Friday at Circa. Big shows Thursday and Friday. We'll talk to you tomorrow for BBB.